Everybody ready to go? Hit it! Oh, I'm definitely putting that on the end of the episode. That's the intro. Go for it. Set your phasers to sexy. Welcome to another episode of True North Nerd! Yay! From Kevin's new home! Yay! The cardboard box was getting a little soggy, so he yeah, moved indoors. Yeah, it was that time of year. This one's wax-coated. <laughs> it's that time of year to move inside. <laughs> this week, we will be reviewing Eternals, the latest from the MC Universe. Ooh. Did we like it? Did we not? Huh. Was it Okay. We'll find out. But first, we have Jen. Hi. And we have Kevin, obviously. Yes, because you're in my house. Yes, and we didn't just break in. No. Or did we? And we have Ryan. Hi. Ryan. Yes. Do you have news? Of course I've got news. So what's the news? Uh, okay, did everybody watch the trailers I sent out every time this week whenever there was new trailers? No. No, you sent you out trailers? suck. <laughs> I think I've watched a couple of them. I didn't watch the one you mentioned last night. When did you send out trailers? Which trailers? Oh, you guys are killing me. Okay. Send it to the group chat. I do. I send them in the group chat. I put a chat. I post them to the Facebook page. He's doing some work. I noticed that part. But in my my defense, where I work is a black hole of cell signal. Ah. Like Like it... I, I, I can't get into it because it's my work so much, but it is the bane of my existence at my job. <laughs> okay, so we got a trailer for The Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. I did watch that one. Yes. yes. And so did Jen. And we're all excited because that's Godfather our next... Godfather in space. <laughs> we get Twi'leks. We get other aliens. We see... Boba shoot people. That eh. sounds Boba Fetty. Yep. I'm not. And super that's our excited. next Star Wars installment. And apparently, one of the Twi'leks is the um, Jennifer Grey from like Dirty Dancing and other things. Yeah. Really? Who is, or at least was, married to um, what's his name? The guy who played Coulson in the the MCU. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I uh, I just remember that from a podcast. I can go to bed now. I've learned something new. There you go. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks all right. It, like uh, I'm not going to kid myself. And, and, like no, I'm not going to watch it because I am. I I mean I'm going to watch it. I'm just not super excited for it because my my Star Wars love is always the Force and the Jedi and the mystical part of it. Not so much the military Boba the, F- bounty, the, the bounty hunting. Yeah, but I mean I also. Thought I wasn't going to enjoy the Mandalorian, and I really do. But I think that has a lot to do with Baby Yoda <laughs> and the Force and that kind of fun stuff. But I'll watch it. I'm going to give it a shot. Oh yeah, well, we will all be watching it. It's yeah, because we'll have to yeah. talk about it. If, on the if show. I don't like it, I'll just sleep through that part of the podcast yeah. while you guys talk about it. Sounds about right. <laughs> next, uh, we got Morbius. We got a, a new Morbius. Trip. No, I did watch that one. Movie I that's been that bumped one. to next year. Yeah, it's been bumped to next year. I was bumped to next year a while ago. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, wait, wasn't it already? So many things have moved. Yeah. It, it's hard to keep track now. 
Uh, in this trailer, we get some very interesting stuff. There's this... Uh, two. Well, we there's <laughs> two Spider-Man connections and two Venom connections. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because we've got... There's the spray-painted Spider-Man on the wall, which we'd seen in the we'd first seen, trailer. Yeah. And we see Michael Keaton. Yeah. Which we got from the first trailer as well. Mm-hmm. So there's our MCU connections. But there's two references to Venom in it. There's, there's two... But, so we get... There's uh, the cops make a reference. Oh, I haven't seen something like this in San Francisco, where Venom takes place. Yep. And then Morbius literally name drops Venom. Yeah. He's like, I'm Venom. And then the guy freaks out. He's like, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> Dr. Morbius. I don't uh, know if I'd go to a doctor whose name was Morbius. I don't care what he's a doctor of. I don't. I wouldn't go. I don't know. It's, I don't like, it's like going go to Doctor Pain. It, like you just avoid <laughs> that. It looks like Venom. Like yeah. that's. A, I get the same feel from it that I get from Venom. Which, uh, to be fair, I didn't find the first Venom movie terrible. No, it, it was okay. Nope. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen the, the second, second one yet. I haven't seen either of them. I haven't seen the films. second Venom, but I did finally spoil one of the bonus scenes for oh, myself. Oh, yeah. Because I finally got tired of saying, well, what because it kept all oh, its connections to the MCU connection to the MCU. Yeah, they had the clickbait. Yeah, so I finally read about what it is, and so spoilers for the second bonus scene at the end of Venom. You see Venom and Eddie sitting in like a hotel, like you know, like one of those like motel, motel motels or something, mm. and they're watching TV. I guess they're kind of on the run from the cops or something. Yeah, and they're watching TV, and then like the world around them like shimmers and the room changes and stuff and the TV what's on the TV changes and next thing you know you see J. Jonah outing Tom Holland Spider-Man or Peter Parker is Spider-Man uh, so the shot we get from the end of, of uh, Far From Home but the room shimmers? yeah so reality yeah. changes ah. so reality shifts a, around them as a consequence of whatever's happening to Sp- possibly in Spider-Man, in Spider-Man. yeah and so now, does you know? Does that mean you know they're in that now they're in the MCU universe or whatever universe or whatever happens? We'll find out when and we see that Spider-Man. Like, you see, like I guess the Venom head like go, looks really close at at Peter and kind of like licks the screen or something. You know, something venomy. So eh, who knows? Whatever. Something venomy. Something so that venom-y. means Venom is also now in Far From Home. Okay. Or No Way Home. Far from home has already happened. Okay. Uh, okay, so we got some Netflix news for that live action Avatar, the last Airbender show that they're making. Okay. So we got some more casting news. M Night Shyamalan's not anywhere near that, is no, he? No, oh, no, thank no. God. No, he's not. Uh, so if I said the name Daniel Day Kim, does that ring a bell? Yeah, yes. he was in the dude Lost. from Lost. Yes, he's and in Lost. Uh, Hawaii Five O. Yes, he is. And amongst uh, other things, and a Babylon Five spinoff. Yes, he was one of the uh, which spinoff? Crusade. Oh, uh, I Crusade. don't think I. To be honest, I don't think I ever watched it. It wasn't on long for thirteen episodes. Yeah, it was on TNT. <laughs> well, he has been cast as Fire Lord Ozai. Oh, Ozai, that? Fire Lord Ozai. Yep. Cool. So the big bad. He's the bad guy. So are they just is work. is the live action Avatar just them redoing the cartoon only live action? Probably. Yeah. How are they going to do all the messed up animals? CGI. Is it CGI? 
Muppets? Muppets, yeah. I hope it's well, Muppets. Muppets would be better, but yeah. it's not going to be. Especially like a Muppet version of Appa. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. Aww. They have to do a Muppet version of Appa. No, he's going to be CGI here. Oh, CGI yeah. is weirdly cheaper than Muppets. I know, but it'd be more fun to watch them hug a giant <laughs> real bison than a. Well, so I, think, I think that's why it's. What about Mo- I guess Momo is going to be CGI be for sure. That they need to touch and like, get yeah. the, you know, like hug into. And then the CGI would to fly around on. Yeah, yeah, Momo for sure would be CGI. All right. He's a little spastic. Uh, so back to Spider-Man news. We got a new poster. We got a teaser poster. We all saw the teaser poster that I posted yes. online. Where they tease all these pl- vil- villains. Didn't we already know about all those villains? Yeah. Yes kinda. and no. We've all, everything's rumored. There's nothing that's been confirmed other than Doc Ock. Because we see him in the, that trailer. Everything else is always still rumored. Yeah, but we see the Goblin Bomb and we hear Green Goblin in it. Yes. It's funny that this will relate to Ryan and I more than anybody else, but a friend of the show, Waiting, over at Post Wrestling, referenced it as like CM Punk going to AEW. Everybody knows what's going on in it, but nobody's actually saying that it's (laughs) happening. And we'll all be excited when it does. does. Mm. But yes, so this uh, this poster, you you see Doc Ock's arms... You see a silhouette of a goblin a, of somebody on that looks like the goblin the flying on a, on a glider way off in the background. You see an elect, electricity striking, and you see a sandstorm. So there's four villains that we're probably getting in this movie. There's also a rhinoceros horn, um, a beetle, and a um, a, um, a black cat. <laughs> No? Not in that poster. No. no. It's a busy poster. <laughs> now. It's a lazy poster. Just throw yeah, as like, many villains as you can. Does this mean I need to watch the Andrew Garfield no. Spider Man's? Because I don't want to. No. You haven't okay, watched good. those yet? Uh, I think I watched the first we one. We watched the first one and we both were like, eh. <laughs> and didn't bother watching. Like, I think I watched half of the second one. I didn't watch any of the second and one. And fell asleep. Oh, okay. No, you don't need to watch any of the other ones before this movie, other than um, the last. The MCU ones. Yeah, exactly. Anything you need to know, otherwise, they'll tell us. I'm excited that Doc Ock's coming back, though. Yes. I hope it's the Doc Ock from Into the Spider-Verse. She was awesome. She was awesome, but Alfred Molina was an awesome Doc Ock. It was Catherine Hahn. Yes. No, no, she was awesome in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, did she do the voice of... I'm I'm pretty sure it was Catherine Hahn in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, cool. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Just from the design, I, uh, Joan Cusack would have would have made a great version of yeah. that. Let that. me look yeah. it up now to make sure I'm not. Yeah, mm, blowing smoke you could be ass. right. Next, right? Well, Next, Kevin, uh, looks well, that Kevin up. does that. So our newest Star Trek show that's only two episodes. Two three. episodes. Three. Three episodes. Deep? Although they're counting the first episode as two, so four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy has already been picked up for a season two. Yes, and it's very interesting. So, uh, I read I read this on trekmovie.com, one of the big Trek news sites anyway. And next week is the return of Star Trek Discovery as well. And so, there's only one more episode. They're splitting season one in half of Prodigy. So, we're what only getting the return of Star Trek 
Discovery. Season four. Oh, the show starts of Discovery starts. Okay. So Star Trek Discovery starts next week. We're only getting one more Prodigy. They're splitting the first season in half, and we're not going to get the second half of the first season. It looks like until after Picard ends in like February or March. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and then the second season will pick up in the fall, I guess, after season three of Lower Decks airs. Hmm. So. I don't think they want to have two Star Trek shows on at the same time. So they're splitting up the first season in half. There you go. Uh, Oh, okay. So we got some Star Wars news. Uh, So it's sounding like the Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie, the Rogue Squadron, uh, has been delayed indefinitely due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, This is something that we'll probably learn more about tomorrow. Toro is Disney Plus Day. Yeah. So now you know well, it depends. This. If it's delayed indefinitely, pro- they're just going to sweep that one under the rug. Well, no, but that's the thing. We'll either learn more because they won't mention anything about it. Yeah. Or they'll come out and just say, you know, it's, I guess it's a scheduling conflicts with her schedule for doing, like, the next Wonder Woman movie and some other, uh, there's a few other things or something like that in there. So it's like, it's like maybe push, push, push. So who knows when it's going to happen. Yeah. They should it's just disappointing because it sounded like the, the premise was. They should just let it wait and yeah. let her do it, unless maybe it's like they have actors signed up yeah. that are on like a time run that they really want involved with this for whatever reason. But yeah, too bad. Yep. Ooh, uh, another trailer that we got. We got the last uh, trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. Did anybody watch it? No, and no. I'm, I'm taking the Kevin position on this. I at this point, I don't want any more of that movie spoiled. I heard for there me. was a big spoiler in it. In yeah, but well, a big spoiler that's not a big spoiler if oh, you're well, a toy collector. Yeah, the the original Ghostbusters show up. Well, they don't. They, you hear Venkman say, "Did you miss us?" <laughs> but we already knew they were showing up in the movie at some point anyway, because well, we've already seen Ray. We had, you know, Janine's shown up, and they all have action figures with them as old people. Right. So we knew they were showing up. In the- I like how you just finished saying, "I don't want to watch any more trailers because I don't want any more spoilers." By the way, now I'm going to spoiler what was in the- spoil what was in the trailer. Good job. <laughs> I am a contradiction and a riddle. <laughs> Rising an enigma. enigma. He's a complicated, complicated man. That no one understands but his woman. And yeah. even then, really? she has a hard time. Most of the time. Do, you have, do you have another woman I should know about? <laughs> We're going to stop this right here. Yes. So that uh, that will be what we'll probably be discussing next episode. Oh. The, yeah, because it times the out it that works that out, movie it, will it comes be... In theaters next weekend. I thought we'd be talking about Hawkeye next episode. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look at the time. Uh, when does Hawkeye come out? Uh, November 24th. 24th. Two weeks from yesterday. Oh, right, because it comes out with American Thanksgiving. I keep confusing it because it's, to me, it looks like a Christmas show. Yeah. And, but I forget for our American friends, Christmas starts on their Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, Ghostbusters is in theaters next weekend. I'm seeing it next weekend, and I will be talking about it. Next episode, <laughs> whether anybody else talks about it or not. Yeah, I, I'm going to go see it. I, I it looks pretty good. Uh, Chris Pratt is uh, going to be the voice of Garfield in a new anim- animated uh, movie. Chris Pratt and the internet. Jump off a, for all I care. a lot of people <laughs> felt that way. 
Yeah, it was weird. That apparently was the straw that broke the internet camel's back. And, and to, like oh, it was the, the viciousness that daughter that no, oh no, yeah no see that's, that's the rough. thing is it wasn't it was this thing of him being fucking Garfield everybody was getting upset about and not any of the other bullshit he's talked about in the last like year and a half yeah. I used to like Chris Pratt yeah me too what did he supposedly say about his daughter. I'm trying to remember. Well, he's got a daughter with his new wife. Oh, who is a Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and he, he talked about this perfect child that he's got. Yeah, he's like, thank you to my beautiful wife for delivering yeah. a, my perfect daughter. And uh, but, it's sort of a backhanded slap at the child that he has with Anna Ferris, who, was, who has some developmental issues, yeah. I think. Oh. Yeah. So basically he was to like me that, it, to me that doesn't sound planned. That just sounds like bad wording that he probably well, shouldn't have put in public. Probably, you think? Mm. Well, I never thought he was a smart man. No. <laughs> He's a pretty man. Yeah. I didn't think he was a smart man. Yep. Oh yeah, my last little bit of news. Uh so Paramount has come out and they've delayed two of their big their next big movies. Uh they've pushed Transformers Rise of the Beasts. From June of 2022 to 2023, yeah, right. and the which is gonna which bumps the next Star Trek movie from June 2023 to December 2023. Like that movie's actually happening. Uh, if that, yeah, it's, the next all they have Star is, Trek movie. all they has a Star Trek movie and a date. There's nothing and else. A writer. With it. If he's even still she, attached, she yeah. even if she's still attached. There's talk that the next Star Trek movie might be animated now too. Meh. But we'll see. I, I'm I'm much more interested in Star Trek television than the film stuff. This right now, yeah. And and I didn't mind the Chris Pine ones. Like yeah. I I I liked the first one a lot. Um, the yeah. second one, eh. I liked both of them. There were three. There were three. I liked all three. Wait, uh. has, has two and three pulled a uh, Ghostbusters two with you in reverse? Wait, wait. Well, okay. The what third was the one, second is what one it feels about? like a long episode. Of the second one is. With- the second, second one was con, Benedict right? Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch is con. And, and what the, was the third one? Idris Elba as the guy with the swarm ships. I have no memory of that movie. But they, uh, they play uh, Beastie Boys music as they fly, th- they fly through the swarm and then crash into the space station. It, Wasn't again, that the first movie? It was movie? all right. No, but sure, Adashlu is the admiral on the space station that sends him on the mission. Mm. <laughs> that movie had no place in my brain, Star apparently. Trek Beyond. So I liked the first two. <laughs> Apparently, I don't remember the third one at all. Are we going to save my Ghostbusters theory? I'm sure I've talked about it already on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, we, we've mentioned. I think it comes up a lot whenever Ryan brings up Ghostbusters. Yeah. All right. That's it for me for news. Anybody got anything else? I've got one quick thing. Uh, Bradley Cooper has started his own production company and one of the first things that he has optioned to make at his production company is to film the great science fiction novel Hyperion by Dan Simmons. Do you know I, these novels? I know Dan Simmons. I I've heard of I it, never novels. read them. Hyperion, Hyperion Rising, and Dimian. No. Nope. Yeah, it's, it is a science fiction take on the Canterbury Tales. Really? Yeah. Now I'm suddenly interested it's, in them. It's they, I love the Canterbury they were Tales. Hugo Award-winning novels from the late '80s, early '90s. I read them; they're fantastic. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so Bradley Cooper. Now they they had been optioned as a TV series, 
Uh, but now Bradley Cooper stepped in. He's like, no, no, we are going to make films of these. So uh, that is one piece of news I have. Another thing that we that I might be talking about next week uh, on Amazon Prime starting next weekend is the new fantasy series, The Wheel of Time. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, does it? And, and that would explain why I keep seeing ads for it. Yeah, and seeing as how I did not jump on the Game of Thrones train when it uh, left the station, I'm going to try jumping on the Wheel of Time train uh, uh, before before it gets to its destination. I mean, Did you read the books? No, I tried. Neither, I no, think me I've neither. I read like one or two. the The number of the no, the number of novels intimidated me. Yeah. So, and I've also heard that a lot of those I haven't read them either. So this is just what I've heard. Like a lot of those novels are like largely filler. Mm. Like it's pages upon pages upon uh, pages of irrelevant things. Yeah, Alex, uh, friend of the show, Alex from Composers, once explained to me the first like sort of series is good. And then it's his theory that Robert Jordan figured out, like, oh, I'm a professional writer now. I write books and make a living. I guess I'll write more of these. And then the, you got a lot of filler or, like, side quests and, yeah. like, stuff that he had yeah. never planned to do in the original books. Like, right. the original is, like, sort of like a concrete series with an d- end. And Didn't then, he die before the series ended, too? I want to say, like, two books were Two or three books were done posthumously. Yeah, because yes. I, I always meant to read them. Uh, but again, the the number of them intimidated me. I read a couple of his Conan novels and they weren't so, bad. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And it starts on Amazon Prime next weekend. Did you ever watch sh- the Shannara series? No, I, I never I did. did. It was good. I watched that. That think, was an MTV series. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, that, that was another I love one that, the Terry Brooks books. And my feeling is if... Amazon can do such a good job with a a far-reaching science fiction epic like um, The Expanse, then I'm sure they can probably do the same thing with a world-spanning, far-reaching fantasy series like Wheel of Time. The so, only yeah. thing that seemed weird about it is, I, but it might have just been all timing, is that they secure the rights to this book series, start making this, and a. And then we've got like their Lord of the Rings series that's like yeah. on the horizon yeah. too, which they're is doing like, a Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. They are, which they're like Why they'll they be different, the pro- but you're really mining from the same group of people. Yeah. Now, are I would theorize that they're not dumb, and those will be spaced out from one another. I hope so. But well, they can just reuse the sets and the props and the costumes. <laughs> yeah, dress, dress them differently. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny you brought up the Expanse. The final novel in the Expanse series comes out at the end of this month. The final novel? Yes. I'm sad that they're not adapting all the novels for the television show and that they're ending it next year. So, I'm looking forward to that show coming back, too. That's very soon. Next month, right? Yes, December. Oh, too much television! I know. Yeah, and now you're, th- and now movies have started rolling back out. So <sighs> it's a good thing I got Fridays off from here until Christmas. Yeah, oh, tough. Um, so I guess that brings us into segment number two: our review of Disney slash Marvel Studios or Eternals. I don't know why I was going to say the Turtles. Turtles. The Turtles. Turtles. The Turtles. The Turtles. Are they taking the Turtles? Are coming. For some reason, um, my Amazon app is in French. Uh, oh, oh, oh. 
Eternals starring a whole whack of people because uh-huh. this had a pretty big cast. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and we spent a good chunk of this movie being introduced to everybody. Every single one of them. There's ten Eternals. But to be fair, like in the comics, there's even more, isn't there? Oh, there's planets yeah, full of them. Like, there's a whole whack of them. Did so, anybody else spend the movie counting how many Eternals were there and then trying to remember who the missing Eternals were? I, <laughs> no, because okay, the, they me. focused on the main ones, yeah. so that wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I still don't know the names of all of them that were in it. Like like in the movie or in, in the, the comics? Oh, I know their names. Most of them, probably. I didn't catch any. Is this a test? Didn't, didn't sink in. Was that Kingo? Yeah, he was Kingo. Okay, so there was Cersei, Icarus, Sprite. Oh, yeah, those are names. Kingo, Ajax, Phaestus, Thena, and Gilgamesh. And Macri. Oh, no, Mercari. Oh, in the comics, I it's, I always because it's supposed it to be Mercari. it's Mercury, right? Yeah. So it's it's yeah. Isn't Mercari. Mercari one of those like buy and sell websites now though? Oh, yeah, maybe. I think so. <laughs> they gender swapped several of the characters. Yep, for this Sprite movie. Uh, being Sprite, one of them. Ajax, but and Sprite Mercari. and Sprite they recently gender swiped uh, gender swiped uh, gender swapped in the comics yeah. as well. I think Thena and Cersei were the only female uh, Eternals for the longest time. It in the makes sense for the time period those comics were made well this is very obviously a jack kirby creation yeah the, this was like jack kirby having just been given the boot from dc comics after after creating the new gods yeah like, well let's do the same thing at marvel, marvel. Now. and and he had obviously read chariots of the gods a couple times oh you think so let's start with you uh kevin because you mm-hmm. are the not to put a number on it, but you are the old school Marvel fan of us. Yes, so I was because familiar. it crosses a couple of your comic fandoms. Yes, especially so, like your period of Avengers. Yeah. a good chunk of characters from that shows up. Right. So, like Cersei and Dane Whitman were an item in the Avengers when I was reading it years ago. Mm. Uh, so, so I mean, I knew who Dane was immediately. At the beginning of the film, I yep. knew this character. I totally forgot he existed until the end of the film, and I was like, "Oh, right, he's in this movie." Yeah. I kept waiting for Black Knight to show up. Yeah, for the, for the first little while, I was thought he was Icarus, and then Icarus showed up, and I'm like, "Wait, are those the same person?" Well, Icarus in the comics is blonde, so I wasn't sure that he was Icarus. Until and they were so- both those actors were in Game of Thrones, weren't they? Was Richard Madden in Game of Thrones? I want to oh, say yes. he was. Sorry, I didn't know who you were talking about. Uh, yeah, him, yeah, yeah, they were brothers. Harrington were yeah, both Kit, in. Because uh, okay. uh, Icarus gets killed at the Red Wedding. Oh, okay. Okay. He was the uh, the oldest uh, Stark son. He was trying to be king of the North and take over, right? And then... Uh, and I didn't recall... He was the exile, the, the bastard son. Gilgamesh. The Gilgamesh I'm thinking of that was in the Avengers as well. I didn't recall him being an Eternal. I thought he was just... Another one of those like I would have gods, to look it like up. Hercules. Part of me says that at oh. some point was retconned. I forgot the Druid Druid. Oh, Druid Druid. Yeah, yeah. The See, I do know all their names. Minds. I just forget yeah. about them. Yep. Um, so yeah, there were several that I wasn't familiar. Like I knew Markari. Like he's she's the speedster, and uh, and I knew about Thena, but I hadn't read a, a, a lot of more recent Eternal stuff, like the Neil Gaiman book. Or anything that's been done since then. Mm. So, um, yeah. So I wasn't super familiar with it. I'd forgotten about their connection to the Celestials and all that kind of stuff. 
I just knew they were space gods. Yeah. I like the comment when they talked about uh, uh, Thor. And say, like, oh, you know, used to run around me, you know, playing, and now it doesn't even return my phone calls. So what did you think about the movie, Kevin? I thought it was beautiful. I thought it, you know, for the length of the film, and it wasn't a fast-paced movie. This no, wasn't, it wasn't. This wasn't like a, a typical Marvel uh, quip-quip beat-em-up kind yeah. of film. But I was engaged the whole time. Yeah, me too. I I, I saw it at a landmark cinema in Hamilton, uh, so I was in a recliner seat that was very, very comfortable, and I did not fall asleep. So the Jeez. movie kept my attention. Ryan would have been out like a light. And I didn't even finish all my popcorn in that length of the film. Oh, wow. So that's how into the film I was. Wow. Okay. Um, now, I liked that it was a nice departure from a typical Marvel film. Uh, like, this, the tone of it was sad, right? Yeah. Uh, and I liked being. I liked seeing different places and how the Eternals connected with ancient Babylon and with uh, with Bollywood cinema and all kind. You know, <laughs> the Bollywood one I thought was amazing as an explanation of how he could go throughout the years. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you, I don't know a hell of a lot about Bollywood, but I know there it's. One of those film systems where there is a lot of like dynasty actors, yeah, where sure. it's like oh, yeah. his great grandfather was. Yeah, actor. I love that explanation. He's like, no, no, that's my great grandfather. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, I really quite enjoyed it. Um, the heel turn. Uh, are we talking spoilers already? Sure. Okay, Look so out! The, there's spoilers. The heel turn by Icarus came as a bit of a surprise to me because. He was always an upstanding character, mm-hmm. as far as I remember in the comics. It still is. But I like how they played it, though. Yeah. Like, they played it that he was following his duty, but still remorseful about what he had to do. Yeah. But he did it anyway, because it was his duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. And then the way he he ended himself by flying too close to the sun, just like Icarus. Yeah, I, I was like, that was weird. That until you just brought it up. Uh, like I knew, like he, like he flew into the sun and everything, and just like never made the connection. Yeah, Icarus. I, yeah, and I was just like, why is he flying into the? Because like, he's why? Icarus. I know, but why does he feel like he has to off himself? That was just like. Well, well, who knows if he is though? We didn't see him die. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is an eternal. Hmm. So, and, and in the comic books, they just get rebooted. That's true. Maybe that's that why. Got rebooted too. Yeah. He probably just did that if to be they, rebooted. If their mission had been a success, they would have all been rebooted. I would I would assume Ajax and Gilgamesh would come back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked where the movie ended. I liked what it set up for future. And I, 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 I will wait until we all have all had our turn to talk. Yeah, about I this think film the the because uh, I think the discussion the two post credit sequences are almost like two different like little mini movies to discuss. Yeah, so uh, let's pass it on to somebody else to talk about their feelings on this film. Ryan, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. Sure, um, could have been a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Probably, I think what two thirty to forty five. Like two and a half to forty five minutes. Yeah, could have been closer to two. I think like they could have tightened it up. There's a few things that probably weren't necessary. <laughs> um, 
I did, yeah. You know, I, I had a long blink where Jen heard me breathe hard and thought I was asleep. But Snoring. I was, <clears throat> it's not a snore unless you're asleep, and I wasn't asleep. He I was had asleep. a long blink. No. He had a long, like, five-minute blink. Maybe it wasn't ten. That, oh, Jesus, I know it wasn't that much I messed <laughs> with the movie. Come on. Someone exaggerates a bit. But uh, I wasn't even sitting next to you. <laughs> anyways. Anyways, well, there you go. So, could it have been better? Probably, if yeah. I started to doze off in it. Yep. Uh, still, you know, yeah, it was fine. It was a fine movie. It was, not a, it was a, a different Marvel movie introducing a whole different part of, uh, opening up a whole new area of the MCU for us. Which is very, very true. Jen. I liked it, and I'm glad you asked me go last, because it took me a while to remember what the movie was about, because we saw it like a week ago. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. So my biggest fear going into it was going to be like, oh man, there's 10 main characters. Like, this is just going to be awful or, you know, it's going to focus on two characters. You and were then worried that it was else... going to be Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie yeah. for the entire movie. And then everybody else was going to get ignored. Um, so I really like how they divvied up all of the characters. Like, you, everybody, you got a sense of all of the characters' personalities and except for Mercari, who like, she got stiffed, I felt. Yeah, she sort of disappears for the entire, entire movie, movie and yeah, then pretty comes much. back right yeah. at the end. So I felt a little like... the speedster one? Yeah. yeah. I felt... Jeff speedster. Yeah, I felt bad about her that she didn't really get any kind of... All we know about her is that she's a bit of a thief and has a thing for Druig. Like, that's literally all we know. So I, I wish that we had a bit more development on her. But um, I really loved uh, Angelina Jolie's character... Like, she did a great job playing a uh, little bit crazy. <laughs> but I always said that about her. Every movie she that she plays, does she well. does crazy well. I was surprised that her role wasn't bigger. I I, yeah. I went into this movie thinking, well, Angelina Jolie is the biggest star in this film. Yeah. And she was just part of the ensemble. Yeah. My thought with it is, for Disney's casting purposes for these films, they're now... Go- building off of the Robert Redford model from Winter Soldier is we get somebody who's got a big name, who's Oscar Academy who can, who in order, act. who can act, but we get them for like a, a moderate amount of money, which means a moderate amount of time. But she was in like the whole movie. She was yeah. in a lot yeah, of scenes. Yeah, but depending like how these movies are shot, depending on how much mm, it was I a suppose. CGI background, she might have been there two days because she's only got like Five lines of dialogue. And if her character clicks with audiences, we could get Athena movie down. Yeah, or <laughs> series or God knows what. Um, I really liked, and I was talking to Karina about this after we both watched the movie, and we both really liked the fact that uh, there are super heroine roles for women who are older. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not all the young 20-somethings. It's like Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, they're both, what, 40s? In their 50s. 40s, 50s. And they're still up on stage killing it. Or, I and guess. Selma Hayek doesn't have to. No. Like, she, like, she could have turned down the role, but apparently part of what got her was, like, she figured she was getting the grandma role or something like that. And she's like, oh, I get to be kind of exactly. a superhero for a little bit. Basically, you hit 40 and you end up being a grandma. Yeah. But, I, I mean, like, there's been a lot of movies. Here's a slight rant. There's been a lot of movies lately about with, with elderly, not elderly, elder women and by elder, I mean, I guess, over 40, playing badass roles. Like Helen Mirren's in a bunch of stuff. Mm. Judy Dench was in a bunch of stuff. 
um, and I mean, they are older, but it's nice to see uh, women not being relegated to the, oh, you've, you've hit 40s, now you're the mother, you're the grandmother, yeah. you're not, you don't get to do anything fun anymore. Yeah. So that's my rant. Anyway, so I like that. Um, I was going to say something else now, I forgot what it was. Hmm. Uh, I think Kumail Nanjiani did not need to work out quite as hard as he did. For oh, he was so good. But there well, was, who knows what got cut out though? Yeah, yeah, there was all that talk for months and months and months about how how much he trained in the regiment. Like, like there was a literally a fat dude who was one of the Eternals, right? It's yeah, a, but was not a slender man. No, but I think Camille Nanjiani's buddy is Dave Batista, and they were probably just working out together. Well, the, <laughs> uh, apparently, like I guess that's the first person he went to when he got the part yeah is like uh so what do i do <laughs> and, and uh, like him you know he shared some secrets and i think he set him up with like a trainer or like yeah. some suggestions yeah. or something well like him that. being in shape also worked for his cover story of being like a hollywood, a bollywood a bollywood star, star. Yeah. those guys tend to be pretty limber true well yeah all the dancing and stuff they but do. he didn't need to be like a, a bodybuilder no no, but maybe it was also like sometimes it's like, can I do this? I remember yeah. the last thing I was going to say. I really I didn't think I was going to like him in the beginning, but I really liked how the character of Faistus developed. Mm. Uh, I love that his arc was that he basically was trying so hard to give technology and advancements to humankind that he helped develop the atom bomb. And then you see him in Hiroshima with Ajax and he's like, I did this. And he's like, I'm done with humanity. But then his whole redemption is that he finds this guy, starts a family, mm -hmm. he finds his love for humanity again. And uh, I really liked his his characterization. And, and he, his son was adorable. And I loved that he was kind of being the frantic parent at the same yeah. time as he's also trying to be this badass superhero. Yeah. Um, especially at the end where he tells Athena, he's like, you've lost all your babysitting privileges. <laughs> <laughs> I love the like the comedic beats in this. There's not a huge amount of them, but when they happen, they're they well work placed. Really yeah, well, yeah. The part where he's like showing off the steam engine in ancient Babylonia or whatever. They're like, no, you're going too fast. Tung, tung, tung. Oh look, it's a plow. You can plow fields yeah. with it. <laughs> That's it why plows it's called things. a plow. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I rather liked the movie. It's not my favorite MCU film. Oh, I wouldn't put it near the top of my list either. But at the same time, weirdly, the it's better than the Thor Thor two. Yeah. But in I think this is one of the movies that when we look at the it, when five six years down the line when we get to the end of these next couple phases, this one's going to be important because yeah, of all sure. the groundwork they're laying for yeah. for sure. We basically, the Celestials, uh -huh. we're basically also laying some groundwork for cosmic stuff, which might be Galactus. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking Adam Warlock, too, because... A little bit of Adam Warlock. Yeah, because... Well, and, they've already announced that. That's, that's coming in Guardians, Guardians 3. <laughs> and he's already started filming. They started filming this week of recording, and he's on set already. So yep. that doesn't mean he's a huge part of it, but he's, it's a good sign. And... On a whole, I think it's one of the best looking Marvel films. Oh, it's gorgeous! It's yeah. it weirdly. I was comparing it to Dune a lot, and like just how she was shooting the vistas and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It just, it it just looks fantastic. Even the the end shot with the the beach and the water and the the 
dead celestial with a bit of a hand coming up and a head. That was cool. Yeah. See, I'm not sure. It might. It probably ranks higher in my rating than it does yours. But again, it's the side of the of the Marvel universe that I like, like the magic and the fantasy and the mis- mm-hmm. and the mythology, the mythology. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm more into. I like it a lot. It's also than shiny and new, so maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah. I like it better than Captain Marvel. I, I can state that without a doubt in my head right now. Yeah. Now we didn't get a definitive where this lies in the current MCU. That's timeline. a very good. It's post blip. We yeah. know that exactly. How long? They don't say. Other than present day. Because we don't know... You know, it, My take on this is that... And so everything else we've seen is that we're, we're still playing catch-up to Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home was one year later. Right. All the so, Disney Plus shows we've seen so far have been within that one year later. Right. Like have been, haven't been that far. Right. I'm thinking if they're using the term present day, which they, they did, it was on screen, right? Then that puts it, I would say, almost concurrent with Shang-Chi. Whenever the, Shang-Chi takes place. Yeah. That's also a little bit of a question mark. Yeah. So, I want to talk about connections to the rest of the MCU. Okay, so me. let's go into even more spoiler territory with the I think we're going to go into the post credit scene. Well, process, I have a right? question first before mm-hmm. we get into the end credit scene. And it actually goes back to Shang-Chi. Do you think the 10 rings are celestial in order? I as soon as Face just started playing around with rings, I leaned over to Brett and I went, "Like the 10 rings?" Um, so probably. <laughs> Because I can see faces doing Captain something Marvel like that. said she didn't know where they came from. They yeah. predated the Kree Empire. Yeah. And the Eternals had been on Earth for 7,000 years. How long did uh, how long did Shang-Chi's father say he had had them? Like 1,000 years? Yeah, th- yeah. They've been around for quite a long time. They were probably made by Phaestos. I think Phaestos may have made yeah. those rings. That was my theory, too. Now, here's another retrospect one. So, uh, Endgame. The earthquakes, he also really likes rings. The earthquakes going on <laughs> near the ocean, near Wakanda or whatever. Uh-huh. Now, are we had assumed at the time that's Namor and the Atlanteans doing some shit. Yeah. Now, is that the start of uh, Celestial Dudes starting to come out? Tiamat. Tiamat. So we know that was causing earthquakes around the world mm. when he comes out. Is that the start of the rumblings of that? And because this movie and so many other movies ended up getting delayed, it's now like, oh, so that's what that was? Like, nobody's come out and said it. Yeah. yeah but maybe. I kind of wonder if that's huh. that's what they were starting to hint at. I do not know. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Okay. So, so that's when I hadn't thought of that. When I made that, I hadn't thought to make. That I don't know why so, it yeah. dawned on me like yesterday. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I think it's because I saw a clip of Endgame like on like a YouTube video where they showed that scene without sound. I'm like, hi oh, yeah. Earth. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. maybe. I guess we'll find out when we find out whatever happens to Wakanda and Wakanda forever if that movie ever gets finished. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Well, yeah, there's some problems with that movie right now. That's yeah. another can of worms. Yeah, uh, with anti-vaxxers. Uh-huh. Uh, bring the mic out that far. That should be good. Get your damn shots. <laughs> there. Uh, 
I don't care if people stop listening to the show because I say stuff like that. I don't. I don't really care. Get your vaccinations. Vaccinations are why you don't have polio. Yep. Okay, so I'm done ranting now. All and right. chicken pox. Or chicken pox. Or, well, chicken we pox. Still get no, chicken uh, pox. small pox. Small pox. We still get chicken pox. Yep. No, but there is a vaccination against chicken pox. Yeah. We just didn't have it when we were kids because they didn't make it yet. So let's go into the let's go into scene number one because we got two credit scenes here and yep. second one is a little bit more mysterious. But we'll, my my favorite part of the first end credit scene was after we watched it and Brett just went, "Kevin's gonna lose his shit when he sees this." Because I love Harry Styles so much. <laughs> so we, the Eternals go out into space looking for other Eternals, and we get uh, the introduction to Pip the Troll. Yes. Voiced by Patton Oswalt. Yes. So he is now starting to be in the running for playing the most Marvel characters, not necessarily MCU. Oh, because Modoc. Modoc. He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Everybody seems to keep forgetting he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was in every he was base. Like four different brothers. Yeah. Brothers yeah. In yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. And now this character. Yep. Um,. Who is usually, in my mind, I always associate him with Adam Warlock. That's why I think that that where those those particular Eternals are headed is towards Adam Warlock. Okay, oh. could be. And the, the Eternal Eros, who we know from the 80s as Star Fox. Yes. Which is, I've been told, different from the Nintendo game. Very different. Apparently. He and was he an is, Avenger for quite a while. Yeah. I can totally see why he's called Star Fox, though, because he's from the stars and he's quite the fox. That is exactly how he got his name. <laughs> it was the Wasp who named him that. See, I love for the Wasp. that exact reason. So he can control pheromones or something? Well, if he's Eros, Eros is the god of yeah, love. Yeah, but they gave it a pseudoscience version. He can make people fall yeah. in love with him. Yeah. And Which I'm assuming they might not do so much now. because it's like... Creepy, it's rapey? rapey. Yeah. Yeah, especially from back then. There was, in fact, there was a plot line with She-Hulk where she found out he'd been using his powers on her. Ooh. But the other connection to him is, at least in the comics, he is brother to Thanos. Yeah. And he mentioned that. Didn't he mention that? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. Do they? Yeah, yeah, they said brother oh, to Thanos. And then oh, I was like, I wait, but... completely missed that that's line. That's why we had that conversation in the car. Where I was saying, but Thanos is purple and he's not purple. Time, apparently. That's because Thanos... Is adopted? Thanos, no. He's a mutant. Thanos has a deviant gene in him. So, so he's an eternal with a deviant gene. You know the deviants that they were yeah. in the movie? Okay, but then is, what's a titan then? Well, that's where they live on the moon Titan that's, that orbits Saturn. Oh, now, so that's why he's a Titan. A, that Titan is the same Titan in the MCU. Yeah. No, in the, in the comics. No, like, so, yeah, yeah, but wait, I don't whoa, think it's no, the Titan that, that goes around Iron Man Saturn. was not that far away from Earth. Well, no, it's not Saturn's Titan. It's a different Titan. Yeah. Well, no, but in the, oh, in comic the comics, books, it is. it is Saturn's Titan. Mm. Yeah, but like in the MCU, I think in I the said, MCU it is a planet named We're Titan. On the that's same page. No, no, no. I was thinking about something not else because I'm like, source. okay, so Thanos is his name. Since all of the Celestials or Eternals seem to have uh, h- human mythology names, I guess he's supposed to be Thanatos. Maybe, which uh, is the Greek the god of death. Expert. <laughs> That, that makes sense. Yep. Eros is the Greek god of love. Yeah. Athena is goddess of battle. So what is this? Is, is, do you think this is line? Apparently, Harry Styles has been signed for at least five MCU films. 
A Star Fox? A wow. Star Fox. Really now, well cast. This could be he. This might be the Samuel L. Jackson deal where it's like five, five appearances. appearances. Yeah. So he could show up like in Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy right. and uh, Guardians is one of those ones I really see and where Guardians these characters. Christmas special. You know what this could be leading to as well is the Marvels, the Captain the Captain Marvel two film. Could be, which uh, we didn't have it in the news, but apparently that's been pushed back as well. Oh, I had not heard that. Yeah, I, I think it just came up today. Okay. So uh, I'm just trying to think of what what part of our franchise is is set in space, and so now we've got the Guardians, we've got the Eternals, we've got Ms. Or Captain Marvel, and it's Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder yeah. is set in space too, I think. So here's my little bit of a working theory. Kevin Feige has said that we're not getting to an Avengers level movie for quite a while. Right. I think we are seeing the beginnings of the genre, for lack of a better term, the genre subsectioning of the MCU. Mm -hmm. We're going to get a bunch of space stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, We will get into a little bit more, a bunch of horror stuff due to a couple things that come up. Yep. And there will be some superhero stuff and things like that as well. But, like, it's like we're going to have kind of three, like, in the same universe, but not dealing with one another right. things right. for a bit. Which brings us to uh, post-credit scene number two. Yeah. And Dane Whitman gets his sword. So us comic book nerds know that he is the Black Knight in the comics. Interesting that they had mentioned the sword earlier in the film. Yes. Because uh-huh. somebody asked if they had it and no. Dana had a sword. And yeah. is, that the, is that the black sword? Yeah. The ebony blade, and she's like, "No, it's Excalibur." Yeah, right. So, so he gets the sword, and we hear a voice like, "You sure you want to do that?" And there was a little bit of mystery behind who the voice was. My first thought, and I soon since found out this wrong, was that it was Kang. But it is not Kang. It is not Kang. I, I can see that because they have a similar cadence in in their yeah. voice. It, as it has been explained by the director herself, that was the voice of Blade, Marshal Ali. Yeah. So that's where I'm thinking between that and they announced that uh, they're doing a Halloween MCU special with Werewolf by Night coming yep. out. We're starting to get a Marvel horror section right. going in time for the Blade film. The other thought I had surrounding Blade meeting up with Black Knight is it could be leading this is a totally off the wall idea to MI13 it's a possibility what's MI13 so uh, there was a a book a comic about 10 years ago called Captain Britain and MI13 so you know like MI6 the spy division yep MI13 deals with mystical mystical um, issues that come up in Britain so it's a team of mystical based heroes and blade was on that team and so was captain britain, britain. and i'm pretty sure the black knight was as well it well, kind of makes sense then as to why there's been all these articles talking to henry cavill about him being very interested and thinking it'd be super fun to play captain britain he would be a very good captain he, he's built yes. for it i am all for any show with henry cavill wearing something skin tight and with the multiverse happening, like <laughs> no. if they based it kind of on on that and on the, like the old Excalibur stuff, which was 
kind of superhero Doctor Who in a lot of ways. Yes. Is like with the multiverse stuff, it makes sense that there would be a team like that at some yep. point. Are those the books you said I should read? Yes, that yeah. I, I wanted to get the we gotta find. Bus, but it sold out. Oh, the Excalibur? Yeah. yeah. The, Alan, the Alan Davis? Yeah, they, they did the uh, Chris Claremont Alan Davis run is like one solid Ooh, book, which is pretty. like it had all like <laughs> the cross time caper and all that Alan sort of stuff Davis's in it. Davis's art is so good. Yeah. Um, so another thing I came across in my research is the origin of Dane Whitman's sword has gone through a whole whack of changes over the years <laughs> and retcons and but one of them apparently the sword was created by Dracula. Oh. That's why it sucks souls and stuff. Oh. Okay. So I thought it was if created by Merlin. That is one of the other ones. There's like there are four different origins right. for that sword. I thought it was forged from a meteorite. Yep. So he, uh, what's that? From? Nope, an eternal made it instead. Uh, anyways, the the suggestion of it being made by Dracula also makes Blade make a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't remember Dracula being into metallurgy in the mythology. I no, mean, I'm not a big Dracula expert, but that's not, never really come up that you know, in well, in his spare time, he's it, down it, in the forge. Made as air quotes, you know, made by Dracula, so he had somebody make it, and so therefore it's made by him. Yeah. yeah. Currently, he has his own little country in the Marvel universe. It was a trade-off. Transylvania? No, uh, I think it's like. It, it's is it? Is he neighbors with Doctor with, with Von Doom? No. <laughs> but yeah, like it, like there's a whole like small vampire nation, and the uh, the sheriff of him, that we vampire nation is Blade. The vampire ah. nation. Yeah, it's been part of Jason Aaron's Avengers run. That's the only reason I know about it. Blade has been in the Avengers lately too, hasn't yep. he? Yeah, that's how he got installed as sheriff of a, Vampire Town. Don't they like live inside a dead celestial or something? The Avengers do. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it it's <laughs> everybody of, lives in a dead celestial. It's one of those My. things that like. If there had been celestial. more of that celestial, like <laughs> out of the water, I would have said that's what they're doing with it. But in the next movie, <laughs> but uh, kind of cool to see like there the wheels are definitely like we're now yeah. picking there up were, steam. There were also serious Galactus overtones mm. when uh, when the celestial showed up to. Past judgment at the end. Yeah. I assume he is the big bad of the like he's the Thanos of this next. And he gets defeated series. by Squirrel Girl. Not happening. Who's the Celestial? No, Galactus. Oh, Galactus. Not I would, Kang. Kang is going to be part of it, but get, like Kang is going to be a bad guy that's going to be fought at some point. Mm. But the like the the Kang threat like that the Ultron of the last didn't we already get Kang? Maybe a little bit more important yeah, than there's that. There's a Kang at the end of Loki, just right? Okay, so I'm just making sure that I got the right person yeah. in my brain. Yeah, but I I think Galactus is the one that brings all of the heroes from all the different MCU parts together to mm. fight. That is an interesting, and we theory. won't see that until after Fantastic Four has been introduced. So, Psh, Squirrel Girl defeats him in like one episode. <laughs> Needs we all need the to Marvel. have a Squirrel Girl in the MCU. Yeah, well, see, the problem with having there Squirrel Girl in the MCU is that and got, she no. would defeat everybody easily, and then there would be no point to have any of the other heroes. The uh, <laughs> photos from that shoot finally started leaking a little bit. Oh, from from that, that new Warriors that show. That new Warriors? Warriors show that we 
that I'm amazed that pilot isn't out there somewhere. Mm. But uh, so overall, Eternals good. Yes, I'd give it about a seven. It might be in my top five for top oh, ten. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I have to. Well, somebody's got to give me a list now. That Christmas uh, slash New Year's. Okay, give me the list now so I can figure it out because it's going to take me a long I've, time. I've been, I've been thinking our year end episode might be where we we and a bunch of guests put out our rankings of what of, of the, the MCU so MCU? far. Well, no, but like a top five, not a whole ranking of it. Like don't uh, there's only 23 movies in five TV series. Oh, wait, are we going to include a TV series? No. Oh, I hadn't even thought about no. that. No. <laughs> I can't even remember what I happened in all the division in my top five. See, that's going to just make it harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways. So, yeah, um, your mileage may vary depending on what you... But I think if you are interested in the MCU going forward, you have to watch this movie because exactly. it's important in those regards, at least. Yeah, but if you're not super looking forward to it, then just wait till it shows up on Disney Plus. Yep, forty some odd days now. Yeah, <laughs> although you'd miss seeing it in the theaters. Maybe, maybe thirty by the point. You if you're this. okay with going to theaters, mm. was your theater very full? Uh pretty full. I wouldn't say I would, packed, but I no. Say full, but maybe half. Mm. I made sure to book an extra, like when you chose your seats, because they're not doing the. The, um, bubbles this, the bubbles anymore so i just made sure that i bought i put a seat in between the book the the three that i bought and the ones that were already bought uh, just because i feel more comfortable that i way. went to a matinee at this landmark in hamilton and there were maybe 20 people in there nice was it in hamilton or ancaster it was in downtown Hamilton. I didn't even know there was a theater in, the in downtown mall. Hamilton. It's in the mall. In we didn't really Hamilton. spend a whole lot of time in downtown no, Hamilton. because downtown Hamilton's scary. We didn't go down off the mountain when we lived there too often. That's where you go if you're looking for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we come to the end of this episode and Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So, I watched tonight the series... Finale of Supergirl. Oh, so it's, oh, did, it's yeah, I forgot it was ending. Anyway. It's still going on. It's, no, it's not. It's finished. Hmm. That's what that's series finales do. They finish it. I know, but I didn't know it was still going on. Yes, uh, it was still going on, and so they've kind of wrapped up the show. They, you know, they wrapped up their storylines that they had going on. They brought back past uh, characters and actors, you know, and uh, had some some cool moments. And uh, actually, it ends with. Supergirl kind of having her I am Iron Man moment. Uh, she comes. She shares her identity. Oh, oh. So because the the whole interesting way to end the show. Yeah. So to end end the show. And it's and yeah, it ends with her uh, being interviewed by Cat Grant because because she comes back. Oh, that's she nice. She rebuys Catco and wants her to be uh, wants Kara to be her editor-in-chief and she's having all these like kind of issues she sees all these people around her their lives kind of like they're coming into their own and she had this whole speech to kind of like before to help save the day about people you know finding their inner hero and being themselves and their best selves and all this and she's having this conflict of you know living two lives and that she doesn't she's not feeling fu- fulfilled and and then cat grant calls her on her on her saying well maybe it's because you're living with a lie it sounds like sounds like someone's got a secret and then she's like, well, you know, it's complicated. It's like, what? Supergirl? Yeah. Yeah. Those glasses, you know, ooh, they didn't really fool me all that much. So it's like she <laughs> pretty much tells her, that, tells her that she's known that she's Supergirl all along. 
Nice. Um, so, yeah, so then you know, with the whole, the main cast having like, another one of those game nights. Did Clark and happy. Lois come back for this? No, you, they're not in this season at all. Mm. Just like in Lois, in that Lois and Superman show, they don't men- they haven't mentioned Kara really at all either. So, so there's very little chance we're going to see Melissa Benoist on that show ever? I don't know. It all depends, right? Like, we didn't, I know we didn't see her probably on the first season because well, she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, especially like in the first half of this last season, you don't even see her a lot because she's trapped in the Phantom Zone uh, with her pregnancy. Isn't it weird that the Superman show was spun off from Supergirl? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then even this season, they do, you know, you mention, you hear them mention the rest of the, some other characters and some other things sometimes, but like, no, Flash didn't cross over. There was Did no. They- crossover things but covid prevented a lot of that did stuff. they ever do much with the legion on that show i mean i know they had manel and they've had Dreamer. legion characters come and go uh brainiac's been a main character on the show for the last few years yeah uh, in this last episode Monel uh comes back from the future to help out uh and brings their friend that he took to the future with okay. him the one that used to be the tech guy oh um, yeah uh toy man son yeah so he, oh i liked him yeah and then, because uh, there was a one season, there was a few other Legionnaires. Well, it's when the Legion, when when Brainiac and the other Legion showed up, and they, they talked about the whole Monel and that other one. They were engaged, so they did some Legion stuff, but they never, they never went to the future. In the comics, Monel was with Shadowlass. She was a girl, yes, who could make shadows. Ah, aptly named. <laughs> and she had blue skin. Cool. There you go. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's done. You can find it on uh, certain streaming services. I think early seasons are on Canadian Netflix, and I know that the current season is on. Uh, uh, if you have Stacked, it's on uh, as part of the global right. app, that all app that app. Yeah. It is on uh, Showcase. Right. So the current season's available there. Uh, so yeah, you know it's part of that uh, CW verse, which has been slowly, I think, winding down. Yeah. With a lot of the shows finishing and stuff, and the, the connections are kind of coming apart. Uh, from what I've heard, The Flash is actually going to be starting up soon, but it's only going to be, they have this big five-episode crossover event, and then we're not going to see new episodes until, like, March. Mm. So we're going to get, like, a five, you know, a little intro to before Christmas to hold you over, and then until the sometime in the spring. But So there you go, CW-verse. Supergirl. If you haven't watched it all, give it a watch. It's worth it. You know, it has it's like every show. It's got its ups and downs, but it was fun. Yeah, they sing Supergirl and uh, and uh, and another the t- toy boy toy man's son. They uh, they sing at the wedding. Uh, um, I think I know she was on Glee. So and he's a Broadway star. Yeah, so they, they could both sing. You can tell they were actually singing. It, it, the end of this episode looked like they were all really having fun. Because there's a wedding and a party, and I think if I kind of hope that they filmed that as like you know one of the, some of the last things they filmed together, because it looked like it would have been a good time to, to you yeah know, maybe unwind and have some fun, even though you're working but mm-hmm. you're in a party atmosphere. Right. Next. Alrighty. Next. So I checked this graphic novel out of the library. It is called uh, The Thrilling Adventure Hour, uh, A Spirited Romance. So The Thrilling Adventure Hour is one of my all-time favorite podcasts. It is um, 
a bunch of actors in LA who do uh, they would do um, uh, actor stuff. They would do radio dramas. <laughs> uh, these two writers, Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, would write these radio dramas and they would perform them live at um, this club in in LA. And it was people that you would have heard of, people like Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster and. Uh, Nathan Fillion showed up quite often. Yep. On the, and uh, so, and they did it as if it was an evening of programming on this radio, radio channel. Uh, so one of the segments that was part of the thrilling adventure hour was called Beyond Belief. Set your little, uh, send your little ones to dreamland and set your radios down to spooky and steal yourself for mysterious suspense in Beyond Belief. So Frank and Sadie Doyle. Are are the toast of the upper crust. They are. They live in a penthouse on Park Avenue, and all they really like to do is drink. They'll drink As martinis. They'll drink whiskey. That's all they. Really, they love each other totally. The only things they care about are each other and alcohol. But <laughs> they can see ghosts. So their constant affection for each other and love of the booze is always interrupted. By restless spirits who need their help to move on to the next level. And uh, so it's quite fun and funny. And uh, so this graphic novel is a new story of Frank and Sadie Doyle. It is uh, written by Acker and Blacker and drawn by Phil Hester. And so it's got this sort of fun, cartoony, sort of dark cartoony style to it. And uh, it's... The act, the, the characters look like Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster, so that's all good. Um, I haven't finished the whole thing yet. I, you know, I have been unpacking and yeah, settling. But uh, I am quite enjoying it. Uh, I I happened to be at the library last weekend. It, it was a book that somebody had featured on the shelf. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to t- sign that out. So um, it's published by Boom Studios, and uh, it says. It's a spirited romance that contains 70% more suspense and 40% more pulp than the leading comic brand. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you're looking for something a little bit off the wall, a little bit fun, a little bit spooky, I will recommend The Thrilling Adventure, Adventure Hour, Beyond Belief, A Spirited Romance. Cool. Jen. Um my geek pick is going to be uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> Which it's, will conveniently be out on Disney Plus by the time. Like tomorrow. <laughs> so if you have Disney Plus and you have not seen this movie yet, you should watch it. For all the reasons why to watch it, listen to our episode on Shang-Chi. <laughs> well, that was a quick one. I'm taking the cop-out version because there's cinnamon buns in front of me and I want to eat one. Well done. <laughs> So uh, I, I'm going a slightly different route. Um, I posted it up on my personal Facebook page the other day, but I haven't posted it up on our page until now because it's um, it's a little wrestling involved. And while we do have an occasional wrestling show, which there will be another episode, it's already being planned, um, the article is called Eddie Kingston Got No Business Fucking Being Here. And Eddie Kingston is a wrestler for AEW. He is, I guess the easiest way would term him, is he is a badass, Ryan? Yeah. No, yeah. He's, he is a tough guy from the streets of New York, New York City. And not afraid to let you know it. Uh, the Half Puerto Rican, half Irish. Irish. 
and the uh, the he is uh, by the time it comes out, he will have wrestled CM Punk at the latest AEW pay per view. Now, the reason I bring up this article is it slightly chronicles his journey as a wrestler. Like he has well, his been life period. Yeah, he has been a wrestler for a long time and has finally gotten his break weirdly in the pandemic era, which is saying something. But a lot of it also has to do with his struggles with mental illness. And it's kind of nice to read an article where it's normalizing, you know, depression and things of that nature with a guy like that. Yes. And I think it's a worthwhile read if you like wrestling or not, just to sort of break the stigma a little bit of mental illness and especially mental illness in men of a certain age because we for the longest time it wasn't a thing it was you suck it up and just keep going yeah, or just men in general not necessarily of a certain age but. yeah i think it i only say of a certain age because like i i think the stigma is getting less with newer generations hopefully but guys of like my age and or mine ryan and kevin's age it's definitely still one of those things. And even, and guys older than us too, especially, right? Yep, definitely. And like, and just as an article, like Eddie wrote it apparently, and it, it's just well written. Like it's it, like his construction of the article as a writer myself, I was really impressed by. So I will be putting that up on our page. You can like the link to it. You can find it there and, Read it. Um, I think it's worthwhile. I read it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very interesting. Mm. Next episode, Ghostbusters vs. Hawkeye. <laughs> Who will win? Who will win? We'll find out. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have time to see Ghostbusters. So, Well, we'll, we'll figure something yeah, out. We'll work it out. You'll just have to do earmuffs. <laughs> he doesn't look like that missed about <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as big a Ghostbusters fan as you guys are. And I will share my Ghostbusters two theory uh, again. Jen and I watched the first one again not too long ago, and I noticed things I hadn't noticed originally. That <laughs> like Venkman is the real villain in that movie. Well, Oof. yeah, Venkman's kind of skeezy. Hoi heesh. But um, different time, different time. Yeah, no Before, kidding. Before uh, we <laughs> get that far, plug, plug, plugs. Uh, plug, plug, plug. Has um, sailor snacking discussions begun? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. We'll get around to it probably. Next. No. no, Tracy's busy with her job. Um, and, you know, she's still Being still fairly new. Stuff. Yeah, so we're giving her time to settle. Um, but if you are interested in any of the toys that I collect, which are very different from the Tales of the Collectorverse toys, uh, you can look at my Instagram called Dolls and Ponies. Um, and it's mostly pictures of toys when I was a little girl so there's like my rose petal place and my little pony but there's also some Barbies and Batgirl and there's going to be uh, Star Wars and I need to take more pictures but you know the, the toys that I collect so you can I definitely think you should do those Power of the Force dolls because those are starting to be like completely forgotten your Star oh, Wars ones. yeah my Star Wars ones yeah I will I need to set up a better photo booth or photo yeah yeah Ryan uh, well, like Jen said, you can uh, find my photos of toys and stuff and videos that Ed and I put out uh, on our Instagram, Tales from Collectorverse. 
Uh, and then you can catch episodes of Tales from the Collectiverse uh, every third Thursday uh, right here in the uh, True North Nerds feed. Our next episode will be coming out uh, the same week as this one. Kevin? So, Galaxy Class goes on and on. I have not been on the last couple of episodes. Busy, busy, busy life. I may not be on the next few either because Christmas is coming. And uh, uh, as for Stage Whispers, we are fully embracing our new format. And uh, as this episode comes out, the latest all-interview episode will have just been released where my good friend and co-host Nancy has talked to the people at We All Shine Productions, a theater company that was founded during the pandemic to do online theater uh, and bring it to people. So uh, listen for that on the Stage Whispers feed. Brent? Do you you want to plug your Santa business while we're at it? Well, Because it's getting towards that season. It is. so, And you, uh, and you are probably Sim- going to disappear in a little while. North Simcoe Santa is starting to get busy. Uh, that is that is me. I am uh, doing some photo shoots with some photographers in the Barrie area and in the Allison area and maybe in the Midland area. I haven't confirmed that one yet. Um, I'm going to be doing a few mall appearances, mostly at the Aurelia Square Mall this year. Ooh, you get to do your mall. My mall. Uh, and I am available for home visits, Christmas parties, parades, you know, whatever. Video messages? I can do a video message. I'm doing a couple of library story times. I'm doing those virtually, one for the Barry Public Library. And I haven't nailed the, down the exact time yet, but hopefully also for the Springwater Library in Elmvale. So, yeah. Awesome. So, busy, busy. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I figured I'd throw that in there because, like I said, probably, like you start to get scarce around December, and rightfully so. Yeah. It's mostly weekends this year. Um, I don't have a lot of midweek gigs, oh, okay. but that's... All good. And it's not December yet, so that could also this very much true. change in the next two weeks. This is true. For me, uh, this is my main thing that I'm doing. And uh, beyond that, you can also find me on Mixcloud under Black Donnelly Radio. My show, The Dark Side, continues. I'm at 36 episodes, I, th- I want to say. Woo! So, yeah. Um, I, I have already, my last huge episode was the Halloween episode. Because I went two hours on that one Ooh. of spooky movie music, and apparently people like that one because I got a pretty good boost in listeners off of it. Nice. Um, but beyond that, um, I'm just doing the regular show and slowly preparing for my other favorite theme show of uh, the year is my Christmas show because Fun. a dark side Christmas ain't like CHFI. I will put it to you that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. I get, I like trying to find music to fit relatively close to my genres in order to play, and I can usually do it. <laughs> Although I am putting one oldie on this year, a bunch from two minutes to late night. Um, I am putting that one on. Yeah, but there is a like an actual like '60s song that is a sequel to another popular song that most people don't know exists. You're not talking about the Snoopy song, are you? No, uh, not it's at all. It's a sequel to the Monster Mash, I bet. Is there a Monster Mash? <gasps> the Santa Mash. Ryan, that was what we call a teaser. People were supposed to tune in and find out. Yes. yes I didn't were. say what it was. I just had Yeah, to... you did. You said it was a sequel to the Monster Mash. You know, the song was, though. You can edit it out, you know. You yeah, have the power. You never edit me out. <laughs> I just, oh, I can bleep it. Yeah, I just like, bleep it. I like the Snoopy Christmas song. It's a sequel to the Snoopy versus the Red Baron song. <laughs> 
Okay, I'll have to look that up. Oh. I'll make my show, but now I'm curious. Christmas bells, oh Christmas bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Snoopy. It's Snoopy versus the Red Baron and a Christmas armistice. Aww. Alrighty, so that's it for this episode. Join us in uh, two weeks for Hawkeye and Ghostbusters, and Lord knows what else. And Star Trek Discovery will be back too. So, and we will be over halfway through Doctor Who. There's so much going on. We got to watch more Doctor Who. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We got to stop all this socializing and just get to watching TV. I know. Stop (laughs) with a Blu-ray player and a TV. With that, uh, see you in two weeks. Stay happy and healthy, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. 